Hi, I'm Sarah Jenner, Executive Director of Mindful Employer Canada, and I'm here to welcome you to our first ever Noble Leaders, Noble Conversations podcast. Um, I'm happy to be here today with Megan Marsiglio from Bloom Agency. So I thought she'd be kind of the perfect person to interview me today um, about what Noble Leaders having Noble Conversations is all about. Yeah, exactly. And I was... When, when we started thinking about this podcast and you had this awesome idea, I loved being able to kind of help with the brainstorming and the branding of it all. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you want to, you want to bring this, uh, to talk to all different types of leaders, but you really are the, um, I don't know, like <laughs> you are a mindful leader. Yes. You are a mindful employer yeah. and what better way to launch this podcast um, than talking to you. So, oh, thank you very so much. So I think that it's really great. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to really learning more about your vision behind this mm-hmm. and hearing a little bit more about mindful employer from your, from your voice. From my, my perspective. Yeah, from your perspective. <laughs> yeah. So I guess... Um, really the first thing it would be great to just have a little bit more information about mindful employer canada mm-hmm. and how you work with different organizations and people leaders across canada yeah so for us mindful employer canada is actually six years old this month um happy anniversary to us yeah um and so it was started by Maryam baton who is just like the most phenomenal workplace relations expert And it began in the UK. That's kind of where the headquarters is. And so they approached us in Canada asking if we were interested in launching it here. Um, And for us, what we really wanted to do with Mindful Employer, as many know, the National Standard of Canada on Psychological Health and Safety came out um, just prior to us launching Mindful Employer. And we had a lot of conversations with different organizations asking them, like, who were trying to who were beginning their psychological health and safety journey. Um, And they were trying to bring this framework of the standard into their organization. And so we kind of just had conversations about where are the gaps, where are the challenges still that you're seeing within the organization? And many of them came back saying, you know what, we're trying to place all these new policies, all these new processes to really create a healthy work environment for employees but we aren't seeing a ton of change in our culture or in our engagement of staff and so for us we really saw the gap was in leaders so thinking that when we promote individuals to a leadership position um, it's usually because they're so great at a process or um, a system that they're really great at managing it but we don't then train them how to manage human beings Mm -hmm. and like we are very complex creatures we all have different priorities and values we all have different triggers um and so by not building up their confidence in how to handle employees and day-to-day issues like performance or conflict Mm -hmm. um or building uh team resilience we were doing them such a disservice and that there was really the disconnect between those policies and processes that were made to bring psychological health and safety to the forefront of an organization, but the people leaders just weren't comfortable necessarily enacting them because mm-hmm. they didn't have those tools in their toolkit. And what would the definition of a people leader be? To me, a people leader is anyone who um, 
supports staff within the organization. So that could be a manager, a supervisor, uh, a human resource personnel, occupational health, disability management, senior leaders, the C-suites within an organization. Um, yeah, anyone who is really just there to support staff. Okay, so mm-hmm. managing people and mm-hmm. okay, yeah, absolutely. And how did you end up at Mindful Employer? What, was, um, what is your journey look like? <laughs> yeah. My journey was really odd. I mean, I went to school, post-secondary school, thinking I was going to come out a teacher. Oh. Um, and then it took a very different turn. And, well, I always say that um, it happened one night in a bar where <laughs> I, Marianne Baton, who is, was the previous executive director of Mindful Employer, I was good friends with her son and he was a musician. And so I just went to a couple of his shows to support him. And she was there, and so we just got to talking, and we realized we kind of had similar backgrounds, and um, that we had similar values as well. And so at first, she hired me as an administrative assistant, and then she's really just mentored me through the years. And so for the last four years, I've really been um, more forefront in the organization, going out and taking what I've learned and really trying to help organizations and leaders um, to use the tools and strategies that could support staff. That's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so needed. It is, yeah. right? It's so needed. Like I think back on some of my first jobs and the work environments I was in and some of the leaders I had, mind you, like I had some great leaders, but I had some really awful ones mm-hmm. too. And like I was still so young. And so you think about people who... Um, have been in their career for a long time and who have probably dealt with so many more difficult situations than I did. And even then at, at the at the young age of 25, mm-hmm. I knew like there was something that had to be done. Something had to change in organizations. That's awesome. So you have a bunch of different services that you offer organizations. You have the Mindful Leader mm-hmm. Certificate or mm-hmm. um, Certification, certification Program. program. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have a couple different programs. We have our in-house program, which is a program where we provide an organization with the materials they need in order to lead conversations around um, workplace issues like performance, conflict, uh, accommodation, return to work, building resilience in individuals as well as things like bullying and harassment. Um, And so that's something that we don't go in and teach and facilitate. It's something that's done in-house, hence the name. Um, And then we have our Mindful Leader Certification Program, which is essentially full-day learning modules um, that we go in and we facilitate. And they go a little bit more in-depth, where we take the tools and strategies that we use and we teach them to individuals, but then we have them use them in that environment so that they have the opportunity to say, I have a question about how I would do this, or I feel like this is going to be a challenge in my work environment. Or sometimes we just go off conversation completely and someone is like, you know what, this is a current issue I'm dealing with at work. How should I approach it? And then as a group, we just have a conversation about it. Um, And those are the times that I feel things really connect with people because they know they're not alone um, and they're getting so many different perspectives and ideas. And I think that's where we really grow the most in those like vulnerable Mm -hmm. moments where we share with others. Yeah. Especially a group of people leaders coming together and realizing that their situation isn't so um, 
they're not alone in what they're dealing with. Yeah. All different industries, all different people are dealing with the same things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I always have people kind of ask, what's the difference between in-house and mindful leader? Mm -hmm. And the way I describe it is like, if you think about um, different food boxes that you can order now where they'll come in the mail and they have all the ingredients you need as well as the recipe and then you put it together. That's kind of like in-house. And then mindful leader is like you go to a restaurant and you have the chef there and he is teaching you all along the way how to like cut and how mm, to prepare okay. and then how to dish everything. Um, that's so that's really usually how I describe it. Yeah, I, like <laughs> I feel like everyone can relate to food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the podcast, mm-hmm. Noble Leaders, that's what we're here for. Yes. Do you want to give a little background as to what prompted you to start this? Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the name? Why Noble? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Noble Leaders was really a brainchild. I've wanted to do a podcast for a while, but honestly, I just had no experience with it. And so it was a little bit daunting to think about taking that on among all the other things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was important to me because I think being a leader can be so isolating at times. Right. And Especially an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. And And leading a team can be daunting. And I think as leaders, we're often fixers where we just want to fix every aspect of everything without necessarily taking the time to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, noble leaders having noble conversations is really about just genuine conversation. Mm -hmm. Leaders being real about their challenges, being real about um, the successes they've had as leaders. And just really informing other leaders about different ways you can tackle different issues going mm-hmm. forward. Um, and it really came from doing the Mindful Leader Certification Program. So I've been facilitating it across Canada for quite a few months now. And meeting all these leaders and hearing their stories, I just think about how much value could come from if only we had all the leaders in this room listening yeah. to this right yeah. now, right? And so that's kind of where noble leaders having noble conversations came from. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And the listeners, it's is it for leaders? Is it for anyone? I feel like it's for anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, we're all human. We mm-hmm. all go through these trials, these stresses. Um, and whether you're a leader just trying to feel a connection to other leaders and know, hey, you're not alone out there. Um, with these struggles and challenges that we come up against, or whether it's just an employee who is just interested in maybe taking that course in their career and becoming a leader one day, and they just want to learn more. Or you're just like, hey, I just want to listen to humans talk about the difficulties they've had, because mm-hmm. we all have them. And we all go through them, whether or not we are managing a team, or mm-hmm. we're working by ourselves, yeah. or you know, even stay-at-home moms. Yes. Right? Or even, like, clients when they're coming in. And you think about Make Lemonade, for example, mm-hmm. is is a venue in which different independent professionals can come in and work here. However, the people who run Make Lemonade obviously have to create an environment that's healthy for everyone right. here, even though they're not paid employees. So I think that also, um, that also works with volunteers, too, right? That they're not paid employees, but we still need to make sure that they have a healthy environment that Mm -hmm. they're coming into each day. Basically just everyone. Yes, essentially, yeah. (laughs) Everyone can benefit. (laughs) That's exciting though. So can you give us a little insight into some of the people that you'll be interviewing or some of the 
leaders that you would love to interview? Yeah. So um, I've currently interviewed Marianne Baton, obviously. I mean, when you have the expert at your doorstep, right. why not take advantage of it? Exactly. Um, and then tonight I'm going to be interviewing Rachel Kelly from Make Lemonade. Um, so she runs Make Lemonade. So I'm really curious to interview her and hear about, because I feel like, like I said before, it's a very unique situation here at Make Lemonade. Um some other individuals, honestly, I've kind of just like opened it up to my nearest and dearest and colleagues and said, if you are with a leader that you are just like, this person is awesome, send them my way. Mm -hmm. I want to interview them. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I'm open to hearing from leaders all over in all kinds of different kind of sectors in different job roles. Um, cause I think that's also how we build bridges. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes I think we're so siloed in our job that we don't necessarily understand the perspective of someone else, maybe in our own organization who's in a different position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a challenge in itself, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> what would you say one of your biggest challenges as a leader has been? Oh gosh. I mean, there's so many <laughs> along the way. And this is the thing too about being a noble leader is I think it's being willing to be vulnerable about your challenges. For me, something I've always struggled with and continue to is delegating. Okay. And I think it's because I've come from such a small organization that, um, and we often work in different spaces. And so letting go of certain things can be really hard, um, especially when I have employees who are asking me maybe how something should be done. And then for me, if I know I have a lot going on that day and I don't have time to necessarily reach out to them to teach them, or it's something that has to be done right away and we're not going to see one another before it has to be done, I would just go and do it, which yeah. is so detrimental to myself. Like it takes up my time, right. but it's also detrimental to my staff because now they are not learning and growing in their position. Um, yeah. So I would say delegation is definitely something I still struggle with yeah, to this day. That is hard. Yes. Yeah. And, but that's just part of the journey, right? Is that you become aware of your challenges and you work on them mm -hmm. and it's not like an overnight thing, but you just continue to be aware and mindful of the things that you could do to continue to improve as a leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even running my own business, you know, you get to the point where you need to delegate certain mm -hmm. tasks in order to grow, but you feel like, oh, this is my baby. I can do all of it. Yes. But then at the end <laughs> of the day, there's only so many hours and mm -hmm. your health is important as well. Yeah. So you have to make that decision. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, go through that for sure. I completely agree with the idea that um, at the end of the day, you still need to have energy and time, such a precious resource. Um, left over to follow other passions because I think that is also going to make you a great leader mm -hmm. if you're one of those leaders that can step back and understand there's a world that happens outside of this office or outside of this building yeah well that was awesome I love learning <laughs> more about it I mean we've talked about it and, I know um, I've seen you know your vision come to life yeah but it was great to learn more about what it, you know spark this yeah and absolutely. is there anything else that you want to add to it or do you want to 
share some upcoming events that you have going on with Mindful Employer? Um, yeah, I mean, you could always check out our mindfulleader.me website to see where we're headed to next across Canada with the Mindful Leader Certification Program. Um, but you can also go on our website, mindfulemployer.ca, and on there you'll find lots of different resources like webinars um, that you can watch or purchase. And um, we have some books on there as well that are great resources. Um, but there you can also find a link to contact me if you have any other questions going forward. So I want to thank you for coming oh. in and doing this with me. This was so much fun. Oh, um, yeah, I love this. I know yeah. this is making me so excited for the next one. I so I can't wait to see where this goes going forward. I just have one more question for you before we wrap it up. Okay. What does my, or what does noble leader mean to you? To me, Oh gosh, there are so many things that go into being a noble leader. I think it's the willingness to be open, to have those tough conversations, but to do it with compassion and grace and curiosity. It can be so hard sometimes as a leader that I think we have experiences that then have kind of burned us in the past and we can walk into conversations with preconceived judgments, um, feeling like we already know what the outcome is going to be. Um, but I think it really is kind of breathing through it and leaning in with our staff mm -hmm. and really taking the time to understand their perspectives, where they're coming from, but also just taking the time to get to know our staff too, you know, like to find out what their passions are outside work and make them feel like a human being, mm -hmm. um, and not just another cog in the machine yeah. that, that builds the bottom line. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like that answer. I'm glad you think so. And yeah. what, what would it mean to you being a noble leader? Well, I mean, I almost said, what does it mean to be a mindful leader? Yeah. <laughs> and I really do think that they go being a mindful leader and a noble leader go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. You want to be mindful of your whole environment, mm -hmm. uh, everything that's going around you. And, um, you know, it's, it's always... How, how do you want to be treated? You should be treating your staff, mm -hmm. your coworkers, everyone as you would want to be treated. And I think that's how I would um, view being a noble leader. Yeah. And it's such a simple concept, right? So but simple. like we get so caught up in the day to day mm -hmm. sometimes that we can't see through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Megan. This thank was you. so much fun. It was fun. such a pleasure. Oh, I loved and it. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Noble Leaders Having Noble Conversations. Mm -hmm.